Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And this is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. In this episode of Getting Rich After Divorce, we talk about taking care of your hair after 50 and how this impacts your self-image and as a result of that, your brand. And we have with us Kim Carnes, and she is our go-to expert for women with older hair. So Kim, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Hi, Mimi Lee. Thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Kim Kearns. I've been a hairstylist behind the chair for over 40 years. I have a loyal clientele that have stuck with me through those years. And I have a passion for creating beautiful hair, especially at any age, as my clients have grown with me and aged with me. My goal behind the chair is to give them the perfect solution for their texture, for their thinning hair needs, or the style that just fits them to make them feel good, along with all the education that you need to create it at home. Wonderful. Thank you, Kim. And again, we're so glad you're here. Um, so tell us, how did you get interested in becoming a hair professional? When did that start? Do you remember? Well, as far as I remember, it's all I ever really wanted to do. And I don't know what triggered it, but I do know stories from my mother's and my aunt that I would be waiting at the door with a box of hairspray and combs and makeup. And I was annoyingly giving everyone makeovers um, at family gatherings. And I guess it was just in my blood. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Sometimes you're born. You're born with a passion. I love it. Yeah. And I really do enjoy what I do. Um, I like making people feel good and I love the science behind hair, which believe it or not, there is true science behind hair, hair coloring, hair cutting. Uh, it kind of can geek you out a little bit too. So it's a good balance of creativity and knowledge. It fits well for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. Um, I know for me that if I get a bad haircut, you know, and maybe it's not a bad haircut. It's just one that I don't like on me. I somehow like the look isn't what I wanted, or it just doesn't look, I don't know, doesn't look right to me. It can feel emotionally hard. And it, that sounds so silly in a way, like why would my hair have anything to do with my emotional uh, situation? Uh, but do you have any insight into why women are so emotionally connected to their hair? Like what's at stake for a woman when she gets a haircut or a hair color? Well, you know what, Mimi, our, um, Lee, I'm sorry. Our hair is our crowning glory. Okay. We wear it. It's our crown. It's what has been with us for the day we were born. And 
It just makes us feel beautiful. It frames our face. It could bring out colors in our skin. And it just is a real confidence booster. And it is an emotional thing. There's women that I see grow their hair out until they get married because they want a certain style for their wedding. And then they cut it off or, you know, they are going on a vacation. So they want it a certain way so it can look a certain way for them. So we, for some reason, women are connected to what hair will do for their certain situation. And I think it just frames not only our face and our head, but what we do. Mm -hmm. So I see that it's a big big important step in moving forward through our day. And I also believe it's something that we can take care of on our own. It's always a given. It's not going to gain 10 pounds. It's not going to, um, you know, not fit right. Our job as a hairstylist or my job as a hairstylist is to make your hair fit right. And your job as a person is to have that perfect fit for you. And it just gives you that confidence you need. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, so what do you do just along those lines when somebody comes in and they describe a hairstyle or a hair color that they want and you think, oh, this is this is not the right cut for them. Or um, I always tell my hairdresser, I'm not going to take a ton of time with my hair each day. And so if I ask for a haircut, that's super complicated for me to do on the back end. She's like, oh, that's not going to work for you. But like, how do you handle if a woman wants something and it's like, this, this just isn't the right thing for her? Well, honesty is always the best way to go, but you can't be brutally honest. So yeah. I usually will have a great consultation and a great haircut or hair color starts with a great consultation. So we take into effect people's lifestyle, like you said, how much time you want to spend, your hair texture, your uh, budget. Okay. And then I ask for inspiration pictures if they haven't already brought them to me. So I'll go through them and I'll use it as an example, bangs. Bangs are a big story all the time. People cutting bangs, not cutting bangs, talk bangs, talking about emotional. How many times have you been not feeling good about yourself or going through something traumatic? And the first thing you want to do is take out scissors and start snipping bangs. Okay. So bangs are tough because in pictures, bangs always look great because the hair's been styled. It's been photographed you're not moving it's not in your eye it's not it's not falling away from the side but you know people have hairlines that might not support bangs they might have a cowlick they may have a face shape that doesn't support the bang um i deal a lot with hair loss so there's a lot of problems around the hairline or even less hair in through this area of the temples that will not warrant a bang because this part will become too fine so i just take that extra time and explain to them not so much about how it won't look good on your face, because uh, that's really part of it, but it's not the big picture. It's more about how you can maintain it. It's a full-time job to blow dry them every day. What about when you grow out? You're going to talk about bang trims, et cetera, et cetera. And we go through the picture of what they want, and I give them real ex realistic expectations I also would like to tell them a time frame of what it takes to maintain that as well as take care of it at home. And then hopefully we come to a nice understanding of what works or what doesn't. There's many times I will tell somebody, no, I just can't do that for you right now. Why don't you go home and really think about it? And even if you come back tomorrow, we can always recut it because hair, I can always take more off. I can't put it back on. And Nine out of 10 times they do go home, 
take a breath, see what's really going on inside or in their in their uh, lifestyle. And they come back and they'll say to me, thank you, Kim, because I really wasn't ready for those bangs or that face frame or that short haircut, you know? And it's so funny that you said that because I'm just going through the bangs issue now. I just had <laughs> a milestone birthday and I was down at my daughter's and I said to my granddaughter, I think I'm getting bangs. And she says, has any wise seven-year-old will, oh, I think you better think about that. <laughs> so I was like, so funny. Hilarious. But it's like, you know, it's just like you said, because I have some spots and I thought, oh, a little lighter bang will help fill up some mm -hmm. of those spots that are a little bit thinning. So yeah, I definitely can see the power of the console and having right. the conversation. So for example, if you were sitting in my chair, or if we were having a consult online like we are now, let's pretend, okay? I would say to you, Mimi, I understand what, what you want. You want a little more fullness in here. Maybe yeah. your hairline is sparse from what it used to be. Your texture has changed. And I could give you other solutions other than a traditional, let's say you show me a picture of, you know, yeah. uh, the devil wears Prada bangs um, and oh, happy yeah. bangs. They're like, no, that's not for you. But I would put, go through my portfolio of other looks and say, we could do a little side sweep or I could texturize in there, or I could show you a product that will give you that fullness. And yeah. this is what you can do on days where you want more around your face or the days that you're pressed for time. This is how it's going to look. Yeah. Consultation and that conversation is really important. Yeah, it's, it's interesting um, that you brought up the example of bangs. And you also mentioned, Kim, you know, you, you've got this great insight for many years that it's when somebody's going through something big in their lives, maybe traumatic, especially if it's like a scary change or a big change. Um, even as a coach, if we see someone suddenly change their hair like dramatically we know that on the inside there's some big changes going on which is good it's not necessarily bad mm -hmm. but often the hairstyle a big change in a hairstyle will reflect that someone's going through some big changes mm -hmm. and it's the opposite for me because I will see somebody want a big change and then as a hairstylist I have to be a bit of a coach at that time mm -hmm. and I have to see what's going on whether it's a a, a not a good situation or a good situation because sometimes somebody wants a really great new look for a fabulous situation. So mm -hmm. then I would also take into that consultation that, well, you're going to get presented this wonderful award and you may not really want the bang forever, but you for that night, you just want to look so fresh and sharp. So this is what we can do for a, a good fix, but grow you out back to your everyday lifestyle. So uh, it goes hand in hand, coaching, hair, body image. It's all, um, we're all connected, you know, and we all work together to create that emotional connection, right? Like we said from the beginning. Right. And well, I definitely wish I had had some hairstylists talk me out of some things, but <laughs> so I appreciate that you do coach your clients and give them some options that maybe would work just as well or give the same emotional impact that maybe they're looking for or accomplish the same goal like if they they have a big event so I definitely I know your clients appreciate that in you they do I get I get just as many thank yous about what I didn't do for them as what I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love and I love that you're available for an online consult like this mm -hmm. so yeah that's really yeah not everyone can and get at the end we'll we'll let you guys know how you can get in touch with Kim 
if you want to reach out to her for that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk a little bit about what happens and what changes in hair health after a woman turns 50 or is pre-menopausal or post-menopausal. Okay. So, you know, it's the old hormones, okay? Hormones come in and they make a big play in our hair, okay? And our hair follicles. So um, we need good scalp care. We need good internal support and we need to take care of the hair that's external on our head. So when we start to get to the age of 50, although it does really start into our 30s, we need to worry about what's happening internally to our hair as far as what our hormonal changes will be doing, okay? So we have a hair cycle that rests, grows, and sheds, okay? And it's called the antigen catagen telogen cycle to be a little more technical about it. And what happens there is our hair follicle in the antigen cycle, it's active, okay? It's in our growth cycle. It's growing for about two to three years at a healthy rate, connected to the follicle, connected to the blood supply. That's where our hairs are like just becoming what they need to be, okay? Then we go into the catagen cycle, which is a two to three week phase. About 30% of our hair follicles are in that, that phase. And that's where it kind of just transitions. We start to cut the follicle off from the blood supply. We don't, it does it on its own. And it's making room for the new hair in a healthy cycle to come and push that through the shaft and begin a whole new healthy hair. So that's why we lose some hair, okay? Then we go into our shedding cycle and then it will start to shed. On a healthy cycle, 10% of those hair follicles will shed at one time, okay? So we're constantly replenishing. It's normal to lose up to 50 to 100 hairs a day, but when we get to the age of 50 or around that time, it goes a little awry, okay? We start to get stress, we start hormones, some of us might be on medications, and this all plays a fact to what's happening with that antigen, catagen, intelligence cycle. So maybe you're not in the growing phase as long as you should be. Maybe you're seeing excess shedding and things like that. So what we really need to do is take, as I like to say this all the time about menopause, what's that second part of the word, pause? We need to pause and see what's going on and do three things to bring back our hair to the healthiest state that we have. First would be supplementation and diet. So internally, we can take care of that follicle and keep it in that cycle to the best ability we have. And then secondly is to take care of scalp, scalp health. So our scalp can get clogged and forms with um, toxins and bad product buildup. And now we can't breathe and let that hair grow through. And then thirdly is to take care of the hair that we already have that doesn't have all the nutrients that we used to have. So it kind of cycles through and works from the inside out. So did I hear correctly, Kim, that some, some of these phases last for years? Well, the growth cycle will last for years. So 30% of your hair should be in the active growth cycle where it's actually attached and growing and the blood is flowing and everything is going. And then it goes into a, a transitional cycle where it rests and detaches and then sheds and another hair will push it out. 
So the longest cycle we really want to be in is the growth cycle. And the shortest cycle we want to be in is the, is the shedding cycle. But as our hormones affect us, it changes it. And we could be in the shedding cycle longer and we could be in the growing cycle less. And then you add stress and things like COVID and medications, it changes it. So women will start to see a thinning hairline, okay? That's where the first telltale signs are. Start to could be a childbirth is really where it can happen too, because that's another hormonal effect. So your hair will shed like three months after you have a baby, okay? It's happened a lot. And then we start growing in into here, the temple area, okay? Or I like to refer to it as the parking lot area. So that starts to shed and go away and shed and go away. And it comes back with these little baby hairs. They're called vellus hairs. So it's like the hair that mimics on your, on your arms or maybe on your face. They're not deep rooted. So what happens is you cycle through, you get these vellus hairs, you start to see a little bit of hair growth, but it's not deep rooted and supported because it's in that shedding cycle longer than the growing. So you need to get nutrients into your hair follicles to promote that hair growth and sustain the rooted hair and stay in that growth cycle longer. That's so interesting. <laughs> it's really interesting. Well, it's a little technical. It's a little geeky and it's a lot to absorb. But the good news is you just need to know a little bit about it. But let's talk about now what we can do yeah. to bring it back. Because that's yeah, really how do we bring it back, Kim. How do we bring it back? <laughs> so how we bring it back is we need to have good supplementation. We need a lot of biotin. We need some zinc. We need iron. Women cannot convert iron as far as the hair follicle is concerned without an amino acid called L-lysine. So that's good for your supplementation. We need vitamin D, very good for hair growth. Okay. Uh, vitamin A, vitamin C, all your Bs, okay? So look into a good hair growth supplement and that will help with that. In our diets, we need to beef up our omegas. We need to have a lot of protein. We need to have a lot of iron in our foods. We need some spinach, vitamin C. So everything that you hear in life to make yourself feel healthier is also working for your hair follicle. If we deplete our hair follicle, from nutrients, we don't have the good support for it to grow healthy. So that's what we can just do by doing supplementations and changing our diets. But then there's also serums that will go in and help promote blood and oxygen along the hairline and deep root that hair as well. And good hair products that will cleanse the scalp and exfoliate the scalp and make a better breathing environment for your hair. So you were talking about like the little hairs that come in here. I think I'm in a cycle where those are actually coming in because I noticed them. I'm like, why do I have these tiny little hairs here? So what would you do? So you were saying you could actually strengthen those so that they take, you know, because they're, you said they're not really rooted. You know, they're not really rooted or they're in that, they're in that cycle where they're shedding faster than they're growing. Okay. So maybe your growth cycle is no longer two to three years. Maybe it's one year. And then it just one year of hair growth is for some people, six inches. Okay. So maybe it goes to six inches and then it sheds again. You want that in two more years to really get some more length. So well, let's pretend we have a consultation. I'm going to ask you, how long have you been seeing that shedding? Um, About six months. 
Okay. Have you, is it new to you or has it been constant where it's coming and going for every six months? I haven't really noticed the cycle, but I definitely have felt lately. Like I see, I've never been scared of my hair thinning, but over the last six months, I was starting to worry about my hair thinning. <laughs> so, Do you see a lot of excess shedding in your drains when you take a shower, in your combs, things like that? Or is it just normal? Yeah, I think uh, it, it's a little bit more. I wouldn't say it's like super alarming, but I, I would say like um, on my brush, I do see more hair. Okay. So you were probably in the early stages of I don't want to say hair loss, but a fine thinning hairline, which yeah. is extremely common in women over 50, even before 50. So do not be alarmed. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to start taking care of that a little better. We'll start with supplementation. Like I talked about, get a little bit more of those vitamins in your diet look at what supplements you're taking, see what you can add, or maybe just switch over to an all-in-one supplement. Okay. Increase your proteins in your diets. Um, and then also your scalp health. So you want to get a good shampoo that will exfoliate the scalp. Uh, you don't have to do that every time you shampoo, but we have wonderful little scalp brushes that will also do exfoliation. Hair brushing is a wonderful way to promote hair growth and to stimulate your scalp and get rid of any buildup. But why is that? Why does hair brushing help? Because you're bringing the natural oils from your scalp and you're bringing it down into your hair, number one, so you're conditioning it. You're also exfoliating any buildup and you're stimulating the blood supply. So it's very good. Like, remember the old days, brush your hair a hundred times a day. It's really good to get involved in the art of hair brushing. I recommend every time before you wash your hair to really go through with a nice boar's bristle brush, bring everything to the way opposite way that your hair grows. So this side over this way, this side over this way, bring things forward. So that's going to stimulate your scalp, cleanse your scalp. It's going to reduce your stress. Stress is a number one component of hair loss. So the whole art of that is just soothing and great for you. So you'll do that. Now, when you're producting using a good grade shampoo, and we're really going to wash the scalp, Lee, we're not going to wash here. This gets washed when you rinse. So really therapeutic massage through your hair. Like I said, there's these great little scalp brushes. You just stimulate your scalp when you wash it, and then you rinse clean. So let's talk about what you're putting on your scalp, because if you're using a shampoo with silicone or detergent based, what you're doing is you're clogging your scalp and you're not doing it any good. So something with a sulfite free, a cleansing cream, or in your case with hair loss, something that has DHT inhibitors, which is another technical term. I won't get too much into this, but it's a hormone that hangs out at the bottom of our hair follicle that promotes hair loss because it smothers it. So DHT, we all have, but things with like saw palmetto extract, um, all sea kelp, natural ingredients from the earth, rosemary oil, it's all very good for your scalp. So once a week, we really wanna get in there and cleanse that scalp like that at the minimum. And uh, you will see a difference between that, your supplements, adding a little protein, omegas, and some good vitamin C, A's, E, uh, e 
your bees, that L-lysine, and then you can get a little serum if you want. You can, we can talk at another time. I have lots of recommendations. Um, and you will see that those little hairs will become more thick and strong as opposed to just shedding again and just being those vellus hairs for the rest of the cycle or possibly not coming back at all. Interesting. That's so interesting, Kim. Yeah, I'm learning so much. Yeah. I have a quick question. Yeah. So if you know you're in a stage where you're shedding more than you're growing, mm -hmm. will doing doing these things reverse it or will they just kind of stabilize you where you are? It's definitely going to re reverse it. Every case is different. Um, some get back to the youthful person they once were and some just sustain it, you know? So, and that's hard to say unless you get on the program and I can't guarantee anything, but I will tell you this, in my experience, 90% of the people that I help with any kind of hair loss or needing of any hair solution like that, as long as they stay consistent and diligent and listen to the directions, it will happen. The biggest thing is patience because hair loss, like we said, with that cycle doesn't has, happen instantaneously. If you're going to need a good six months for you, for you to stay with the program to see how well it does for you. Yeah. And I just want to put in a, a plug. I bought a product from Kim and it came with one of those scalp brushes. I don't know what they're called, but I love it. And not only do I think it's doing great things for my scalp, it also is, it's kind of like hair brushing. It's a stress reducer. There's oh. just, it's like when you go to get your hair done and you have somebody that gives you that deep scalp massage when they wash your hair. It's like doing that for yourself. It's, it's a game changer. It It is. It is Mimi. And, um, you know, again, I talked a lot about it, the technical side, which is you know, in an hour podcast and briefing everyone on it, it, it's a very complicated, you know, I could, I could spend three podcasts on telling you about <laughs> the science behind hair. So it's, it's all confusing. It's a lot of information, but really at the end of the day, self-care, scalp care, believing in yourself, taking care of yourself internally and externally as women in their fifties is not only going to change your hair, but it's going to change your well-being, as you know, as life coaches. Uh, and that's really, it's about the full circle of package of what we can do for ourselves and not comparing yourselves to what we once used to be or going on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever your social media choice for pictures and inspirations are and coming with a person coming for with a picture of a person that's 20 that has hair down to her waist who was just blown out by all professionals for an editorial photo shoot some of those hair colors take 6 hours in a chair you want a 6 hour balayage i can give you one and i can tell you exactly what it takes to maintain but it's not realistic for a lot of people so i always say like i said i could talk about everything you need to do but well, let's simplify it and just make the best that you can be in your life. And in my job is for your hair. So there's so many things that we can do, but the number one thing that we have to do is stop pretending 
or, or or expectations to be something that we want to be or something that we never were. Let's take what we have right now and be the best that we can be. And I have a lot of solutions. One size does not fit all. And again, it goes with your diet, your scalp, and internal support. And then with all that, we'll go back to the beginning of our of your questioning. Where is the emotional support uh, connection with hair? Because when your hair looks good and your insides feel good, it all is just connected together. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think when we go to the hairstylist, we're, I, we're, I don't think most women, I mean, I know I'm not thinking, what supplements have I taken to help me, you know, enhance my hairstyle when I go to my hairstylist? So there's something we can do on our own you know, before we ever sit in the chair and ask for some new color, some new cut. I'm wondering also, what are some of the biggest mistakes? You know, you see these articles about, you know, what cut or color a woman over 40, over 50, over 60 should or shouldn't have. Um, I'm of the belief system that probably you know, a woman can do whatever she wants to, but there probably are some mistakes that keep a woman not, maybe not looking her best uh, with her hair. So, and, and I'm thinking more in terms of style, hairstyles for women over a certain age or colors. You know, what are some mistakes that um, you see men making with their look, their overall look? Well, the first mistake is being something like we just talked about that is just not for you, you know, showing a picture of somebody who lives a lifestyle that is not with your lifestyle. But I do believe, Lee, that women can have long hair, short hair, whatever, pink hair, blonde hair, whatever you want to have, as long as that's the look for you. There's no, you know, holding back on that. But, you know, if you're a lawyer, you maybe don't want pink strings in your hair because it doesn't suit your lifestyle. Um, so we're going to go with skin tone. The best color is for an individual's skin tone. You want something that's going to complement it. We want to go through, again, the hairline, especially in women over 50. You know, we do have the thinning hair in here. In my case, I am very thin in this area right above my ear. So I can't take a lot of hair off the top of my hair because then I have fine, thin pieces. So we're that's the only thing that would hold people back from creating a style or a hairstylist creating a stylist that I can't support the cut that you want. But if it fits your hairline, if it fits your texture, if it fits your density and your lifestyle, we can work on a style to modify anything to look good on you. So yeah. I feel that confidence comes from creating the best you and let's make that happen. But the most important thing that I see, if I see a new person in my chair, it's it's easy for me to say now because my clients have been with me forever. But when I get a new person in my chair or if I talk to people that don't come to me, you know, through a friend or I'm out and they know I'm a hairdresser, is I'm seeing a lot of miscommunication in the chair from hairdressers, but also from clients. I think a lot of people are intimidated with the whole hair process. You walk into this salon and, you know, maybe there's a lot going on and they just give you a coffee and sit in the chair and put this cape on you. And then what are we doing today? But 
a lot of people are all of a sudden then become like a deer in a headlight. And they're just like, I just want this picture. And I just don't know. I don't know what you think. And, and it's uncomfortable. Okay. So getting a good rapport with a hairstylist is your best defense in this situation. And maybe the first time you go in, you just really want to go in and interview the hairstylist. You can do that. You can go and just set up a consultation and see if you're a good fit and talk about exactly what we talked about today. I'm looking for a new hairstyle. I'm thinking of cutting it. I want a little highlights. I want to grow out my gray. I feel a little low density in here and go and see what her or his suggestions are and see how comfortable you feel because it's about you projecting what you are to them as well. So it's really in the consultation, but no hairstyles are off in after 50. If you want long hair down to your waist, you should have it. But if it's stringy and over-processed, it's not going to look good on you. You know, if you have really curly textured hair, I work with some beautiful curls. You can't really have the new Italian bob because you're going to be a triangle, you know, but that doesn't mean that because you're 50, you can't have these great styles or over. It means because your hair texture doesn't warrant it. So yeah, I think that's the key. And I think it's like recognizing that your texture has changed. Mm -hmm. that was for me I was like oh my hair used to do this you know all the time I could blow dry it and it would do something and now it just doesn't have that same texture Mm -hmm. so I think it's getting really like you said you know earlier it's getting really honest with what's on your head and looking at it you Mm -hmm. know I and it was just like asking Lee about what it's fitting it's like I don't know you know because I think we don't really take time and look at our Cause I was like, all of a sudden I looked up one day and it was like super thin. And I was like, I know that didn't happen overnight. Like, I know I didn't get this thin spot and it's just because I haven't been paying that much attention to it. And, you know, really looking at what's happening with my hair when I look in the mirror or when I brush it. So I think just being aware of, of where you are now is, is a great first step before you go sit in the chair with your hairdresser. Right. And that, and, you know, you make a a good point because I really think that women prior to, you know, 50 menopause after your children have grown, we have been so busy, um, whether you're raising a family, building a career, both um, taking care of family, then all of a sudden menopause hits and that becomes your you time, right? Because things have slowed down. Okay. At least you hope so. And then you take a notice as to what's going on. Maybe your hairline becomes difficult. Maybe your texture becomes difficult. Maybe you're ready for a change. You know, maybe you need to just become that new fabulous person you're going to be in the next part of your life. But the truth of the matter is this has been happening for a long time. We just haven't really noticed it. So the funny thing is, as hair loss goes, men lose their hair pretty much instantly. Like within one to two years, a man will start to thin and become, you know, male pattern baldness, whether it's in the little temple area, in the crown of the head, or both. And it just rapidly kind of happens, all right? Women, it's a proven fact that our hair loss starts from the age of 35 on, and it's a very slow miniaturization of hair, okay? It's a very slow texture change. 
It doesn't just happen overnight. So pre prevention is the key to that not happening. But who's thinking of that at 35, right? Who's thinking of it at all? So now fast forward 15 years, let's just say menopause and 50 happen at the same time, you know, for argument's sake, what are we blaming all this on? Menopause. It's not really menopause. It's, it's a long history of things that have been happening. Menopause is the cherry on the Sunday, so to speak, that will kick it all in, um, stress in life. And then the, the fear of change, whether it's what we need to do internally, mentally, or externally to make those next years so good is what we really need to tap into. And we can do that with our hair. And when you go to a hairstylist, what you just spoke to me about your texture and your hairlines, I'm telling you 90% of the people aren't going to come in and say that. That's not a fun conversation. You go to the hairstylist, it's a fun day out. You have your latte, you know, everybody looks so nice. Everybody's happy. We're catching up on the gossip or whatever it may be, the new trends. And no one sits in your chair and says, guess what? I have this ball of hair that came out of my scalp when I was showering, or I put product in my hair yesterday and blew it out. It looked good for five minutes. And I got to my meeting and I saw myself on Zoom and I looked like a Chia pet. Nobody's saying that. So when you get the good rapport, you know, get all that out of the way. Let's talk about that. And then you have the fun. You know, you need to really communicate with your hairstylist or find somebody that you can communicate with and even be a liaison, but we're getting all the information that we think we need. We're getting off of social media, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, which is a great resource for wonderful things, but one size does not fit all, you know? And we're seeing that even now in the hair industry because there's things like class action lawsuits for great products. They're getting bad reputations because they're doing things to hair and the scalp that if you were just educated on the product correctly, that would not have happened. Because I'll use purple shampoo for an example. I could tell somebody that comes in and uses way too much purple shampoo. I'm like, what's going on with your color? Why does it look so dull? Why does it look so ashy? Why is it fading? Why is it so drying? Because anytime you put anything pigmented on hair that's already grown out, that's just going to dry it out. And they're like, well, my daughter, who by the way is 24 with beautiful blonde highlights, her stylist told her that she needs to put purple shampoo on her hair. Well, but you don't need that. You don't have highlights. You know, you don't have the same structure that she has, but I can recommend this to make your hair look fabulous. So we need to really understand what we're doing. And I'm sure you as life coaches see the same because there's so many people that can just go out there and, I don't know, read a self-help book. Some self-help books might be great for me, but it's not good for my neighbor next door. You know, so that's where you seek a professional, you know, that's how I met you guys. I sought you out for my needs, you know, and you changed my life drastically. Um, and prior to the both of you and your, your, you know, a Carolyn, your other friend that was in the group I was in, um, I was dabbling around with other informational sources, some good and some bad, but I became so confused with all the information out there. and. Um, 
hitting menopause, hitting other stresses in my life. I could blame it all on menopause and open up a bottle of wine every night and say, oh, it's just the way it is. I'm getting old. But I didn't want to buy into that because that's not true. And the same goes with your hair. Your hair's not getting old. It's changing and let's fix it. Yeah. I like, I like that attitude, Kim, because it, it is, it, you're, when you equate it to life coaching, I'm always sad when somebody says, you know, I'm just old. This is just the way it is. This is the way it is for an older woman, or this is the way it is for a divorced woman. I think, oh dear, we've got a lot of work to do because <laughs> there's some tough belief systems in there. And it's not necessarily, it's not true at all, actually. But yeah. if somebody has that belief, it's harder to fix because they don't think they can fix it. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're, we're I, I mean, it's so fascinating to me that we can fix what's going on with older hair or an older scalp or older hair follicles, that that is something that people can actually do something about. It's really nice to hear. Yeah. But we, we have some questions about your, your business, your smart businesswoman who's been in business for many years. And because this is a podcast for women who either have businesses or want to start a business, I'm sure you've got some wisdom, you know, to impart about, you know, how somebody stays in business for the long haul, because you've survived, you know, a number of decades in the hair business and which has gone through a lot of change. What, What are some, you know, bits of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience? So, yes, I sustained a successful career, um, whether I was working for myself at the time or someone else. You're always your own person in, in the hair world because your clients have to believe in you. So what I've really done is um, most importantly, in the beginning of my stages, I educated myself. I educated myself beyond what was required of just to get my license. And I still to this day continue educating, even though I am an educator. I have a teaching degree for cosmetology and I've educated for other lines, but I don't feel that I can, you know, ever stop learning. I love to learn. I often say that, you know, where I live, people pass five hair salons before they get to me. And I like to think that I cut hair great, which I do, but they're coming to me for so much more than that. I think it's my knowledge. Secondly, I'm I'm approachable and I'm real. Okay. And I think in any business that you have, you have to be honest with your clients and you have to be honest with yourself as to what you can offer them and make that work. You have to be, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. You have to just go through whatever it is that you're going through Um, My own personal journey through my life of 40 years behind the chair brought me to many things that most people maybe have only dealt with one or two. And I've definitely every day put on, I hate to use the word, my big girl pants and blew out my hair and put on some lip gloss and went behind the chair. And it was all about my job and not about what I was feeling inside Um, so, you know, that's always a tough thing when you're coaching people or in the people, you know, in the customer service business, when you're not feeling good inside with yourself, you're not just hiding behind a little project behind the desk. So you have to just get out there and and do it, but that gives you good strength, you know, and then, you know, which something I did not have for the longest time. And again, I'm going to give you kudos for this was the self-confidence and the belief in myself that I can do 
amazing things. And in the last two years of my life, I've just stepped over that edge with the help of the confidence and believing in myself. And probably what brings menopause and aging is more time to know what you want. And um, that's what's a successful business for me. And I just want to add to that, Kim, you know, for people listening, um, you know, in life and especially for our audience, you know, people have gone through, you know, the breakup of a marriage, which is incredibly stressful and possibly very traumatic and can be very drawn out. And um, yet, if you have your own business and your own, you are your own brand like Kim is. Um, you do have to find a way to survive as a professional as you survive what's happening in your personal life. And I just want to point out that Kim has been really good about how do I get help? You know, not just trying to do it all alone. She reaches out for resources to make sure that even though she's going through something, the way we all go through stuff, that she's getting the resources she needs or she's learning what she needs to learn so she can get through it. Um, I mean, that's my observation about you, Kim. You can say what, you know, tell me where I'm wrong. No, that is, that's 100% true. You know, I do go and find what I need at that time in my life. And sometimes I go, you know, maybe not, I stay away from that for a little while because I need to focus on something else, but I still now have my pool of of resources and my pool of people and my go-tos of what I need at the time, not in a selfish way, like it's all about me, but for me to be a better me so I could be a better me for other people in, in my business and in my life. Um, so yes, I always suggest to reach out to the people you need to connect with people that have good credibility, good recommendations, and, uh, can really help you. It's a big change. I've seen so let's say 38 years in the business, I was still doing good, okay? Uh, three years prior to that divorce, I was pretty much just going on a full tank of gas all the time because I had to pay my bills. And I really, it was a blur, like how I did what I did, but I did it. But it wasn't until I went and got really good help in the last two years that I realized that what I'm doing was out of, I guess, need, and and just now it's out of want and fulfillment and it comes from just such a different place when you feel healthier inside it brings your confidence and it glows and and we can again bring that back to the beginning of this podcast with hair when your hair and your scalp and your follicle feels healthier inside your hair is going to glow and you can really get that perfect style for your texture and for you and I can start a better business for myself and pace myself and, and, you know, enjoy the next ride, you know, or enjoy the next hairstyle. <laughs> so it's good, you know? So that's what I suggest. I suggest, you know, to kind of recap, and I'm going to correlate this with what I did for my own personal life. I I've obviously can take care of my own hair, but reach out to somebody you trust reach out to somebody who knows what they're talking about. And if it's not a good fit, look for someone else. You can go onto social media and look through all these videos and get little tidbits, but just know that some of it is meant for you. Some of it's not, some of it's false, some of it's true. 
go with an open mind. Don't go at a desperate time when it's two o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep or you need bangs because all of a sudden you have a pimple on your forehead. Like just think it through, you know, and get the right products for yourself, the right supplements for yourself, the right shampoos, the right people and make life a good journey and live out our best, you know, in all ways. Thank you so much, Kim. Um, I'm, I've got lots of information now and I'm definitely going to be thinking supplements. Mimi, what are you thinking? I, I, one, I just love everything you just said. It's like the recipe for great hair is the recipe for a great life. Like all <laughs> of the things that you are saying to do, you know, especially like filling up from the inside, both the physical things that you can do for yourself, but also the emotional and spiritual um, things that happen when you start this journey, because when you start to focus on taking care of yourself, like the outcome and everything that you put forth in life and you attempt in life, you're doing it from um, just a healthier, happier place and working from a place of authenticity instead of a place of fulfilling expectations mm -hmm. is so dramatically different. Like, I think it's really easy for a woman who has been living to ex somebody else's expectations for so long to just keep doing that. And this, you know, this journey, like we've been talking a lot about self-image and being the face of your brand and all of the things that that entails. Hair was just, you know, uh, uh, just another aspect of that. And I didn't expect it to get quite so, um, really so deep and spiritual about who you are, but it's, true the things that you do to take care of yourself to great have great hair are the things that you should be doing to take care of yourself anyway yes and and like you know what happens when when i in my chair when i start to recommend i take it slow you know i i, I recommend a better hairstyle an easier hairstyle some products so on and so forth we go through um all of a sudden i get in uh, six months later, the person will come and say, oh, you know what? I, I went and saw a life coach or I went and saw an exercise coach or I decided to, when I was looking for supplements for hair to get some collagen for my skin and my diet. And then all of a sudden, this person that I met 12 months ago, how I've seen every six to eight weeks has, who showed me that picture that was of a editorial younger person that they thought they always wanted to be. They're so happy with who they are now and their hair is their crowning glory and their hair is emotional, but inside they're emotionally better. And it's all just a twofold. And, and at some way, like, you know, that's what we talked about in the beginning. Like, why is it so emotional? Because it is, it just, it's something that we, can use as a tool to take out our frustrations and to take out our stress, or we can just love life and, and it shines through our crown. So we all work together. And yeah. uh, here's to shine through our crown. <laughs> through our I crown. know if you're like me, you're wishing that you lived close and have Kim working on your hair all the time. Right. Um, but we will make sure and include in the show notes how you can reach out to Kim to access. She's got a wealth of resources that um, that you can tap into. And you can also hire her 
to give you a consultation and have this one-on-one conversation because you probably are leaving this with lots of questions about your own personal hair and look, then Kim would be great to help you with that. Yes, absolutely. And we'll put some of the information in the show notes. So whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your Apple podcast, um, we will have show notes or a description underneath the YouTube video where you can find these links and the information on Kim. Yeah. But do you want to say real quick, Kim, how they can get in touch with you? So the best way to get in touch with me would be through Instagram. Um, My handle, I guess, is Cut and Kim, and it's spelled C-U-T-T, excuse me, C-U-T-T-I-N-K-I-M, or Facebook, Hair by Kim Kearns, K-E-A-R-N-S. You could private message me. Um, I have some inspirational things on my pages, uh, but the best way is just to start the conversation, and we can go from there. I know I gave a lot of information and geeked out a little, and it's very confusing, but Mm. Um, I'm here to help, you know, and, uh, I'm glad that you had me here. I hope I helped you understand better, not confusing everyone, but yeah, my head is spinning with all the things I want to do from the inside out. Um, no, this was great, Kim. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, it was really nice conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I also know a lot of hairstylists throughout the country or, you know, good handful, I could always make res- recommendations uh, no. in my journeys, but my, you know, my goal is to have everyone love their hair and love themselves. So it's good, but thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being here. All right. Thank you for listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. We're so happy you were here. We truly value each and every one of you. Yes, um, we we sure do. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're catching us, whether it's on, you know, through a podcast platform or on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you feel you deserve that. Um, and, and join our community so you get updates and, and stick with us.